Welcome to China In Focus. I'm Don Ma and for Tiffany Meyer today. Our top story. The U.S. is making it easier for Chinese migrants to cross illegally. An investigative reporter tells us how, citing an internal email from Border Patrol. And this email uh, directed agents to uh, more or less drastically reduce the number of questions that they would be asking uh, Chinese illegal immigrants. A lawsuit is shining a light on contact between Dr. Anthony Fauci and Chinese scientists from the Wuhan Institute of Virology before the COVID-19 pandemic erupted. China announcing sanctions for several American defense companies in response to U.S. arms sales to Taiwan. More on the move's significance. And Beijing says it's found a spy for the U.K. The news comes in the wake of China's new espionage law. A tweak in U.S. border policy last year now coming to light. The screening process for illegal Chinese immigrants coming through the southern border was made easier last April. That's according to an internal email obtained by the Daily Caller. Here's what Philip Lenzicki, the investigative reporter that broke the story, had to say. So back in April 2023, an email was apparently sent Uh, from Customs and Border Protection to approximately 500 agents. And this email uh, directed agents to uh, more or less drastically reduce the number of questions that they would be asking uh, Chinese illegal immigrants. Authorities cut the questions down from 40 to 5. The remaining questions include where they were born and whether they are a member of the Chinese Communist Party. The change would also remove another requirement. To perform something called phone downloads, um, which is when they uh, confiscate a uh, illegal immigrant's phone and uh, plug it into a machine in order to uh, cross-reference its data against a database containing known terrorist organizations and other um, malign entities. The change follows a surge in illegal Chinese crossings at the border. Experts told the New York Post while the change could speed up the screening process, bad actors could slip through the cracks. Before the change, Border Patrol agents saw over 3,500 illegal Chinese crossers per month. After the email was sent out, that number saw a 50% spike over the following eight months. Last year saw a massive surge in the number of illegal Chinese immigrants coming through the border, totaling 800%. Over 18,000 Chinese people illegally crossed into the U.S. through the southern border in 2023, compared to a little over 2,000 last year and around 400 in 2021. Lawmakers said over 90% of 2023 illegal border crossers are single adults. Five U.S. senators penned a letter to the head of Homeland Security last year urging him to take immediate action. They described the situation as a rising threat. NTD reached out to Customs and Border Protection for comment but did not hear back before airtime. Next, we delve deeper into the growing concern for American borders and potential threats to U.S. national security. We sat down with investigative reporter Philip Lenzicki from The Daily Caller, who brings exclusive insight from his in-depth report. Philip Lenzicki, thank you so much for joining us. Great to have you back on the show. Hi, thank you. 
Now, this scaling down of the interview process from 40 questions to just five fast tracks the process for these individuals to enter the country. Now, you have years of reporting on the Chinese Communist Party. What issues did this raise for you? The um, core issue that we heard from both the individual that um, obtained this um, email and shared it with us, as well as experts uh, with whom we spoke, was that this perfectly conforms to um, the Chinese Communist Party's unrestricted warfare um, strategy as one potential avenue to, um, you know, confront the United States in a, a non-kinetic fashion. Between 2022 and 2023, Border Patrol saw a 1,000 percent surge in Chinese illegals, up to the number of 35,000 Chinese illegal immigrants coming across the borders. On the note of national security that you just raised, what concerns arise for you given your background on China reporting? I think that there's a, a range of issues, um, and you know, many of them have been discussed, whether it, it you know, pertains to just outright, um, you know, agents of uh, um, the military that could be coming into our country to perform you know, sab sabotage. But even just the way uh, that the uh, our democracy could be subverted by having the numbers of uh, both, you know, Chinese, but, you know, illegal immigrants overall affect the census data and thus the distribution of, of how, um, you know, our system is, is weighted district to district. That's an issue as well. What has the response been in general to your reporting? We saw a number of members of uh, Congress uh, from the right go down to the border just now. So the timing happened to line up where folks are you know, thinking about this uh, more. I think that um, when we uh, look at why this might be gaining traction now, um, the core reason is that we're at a tipping point. This has obviously reached such a uh, critical level that we're being forced to pay attention. This is a country of a lot of immigrants, but this illegal immigration, especially the record number of individuals on the terror watch list, is what's so concerning. And with your reporting, these single, middle-aged, it seems like single males from Chinese. Anyways, given all of that, though, how concerning is this to you? I think that um, we know that the Chinese Communist Party um, seeks to um, surpass the United States to displace us. We know um, that they have, um, you know, belligerent, um, you know, designs on Taiwan. We know how they've treated their own countrymen in, um, you know, Tibet, in, in, in Hong Kong, in, in Xinjiang. We should not uh, take this lying down. There is uh, a great danger that is posed to us by allowing the Chinese Communist Party, their agents, or unfortunately individuals who could be coerced into serving them uh, into our borders uh, without any type of due diligence in vetting them. Philip Lenziki, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Newly released emails are shedding more light on the relationship between Dr. Anthony Fauci and the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China. The emails show that scientists working at the Wuhan lab visited Fauci's agency at the National Institutes of Health, or NIH, in 2017. It happened just a few months before the NIH lifted a pause on high-risk virology research. The emails were obtained by the nonprofit research group U.S. Right to Know through a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit against the NIH. The emails showed that Shi Zhengli, 
A senior scientist at the Wuhan Institute of Virology visited the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases in June 2017. She researches SARS-like coronaviruses of bat origin and directs the Center for Emerging Infectious Diseases at the Wuhan lab. Fauci is appearing before Congress Monday and Tuesday to answer questions. Topics will include his changing position on masks, how the agency he headed funded risky research in China, and how he downplayed post-infection immunity. It's the first time he'll answer questions under oath since November 2022. China is laying sanctions on five U.S. defense companies in response to arms sales to Taiwan. China's foreign ministry said over the weekend that the Chinese regime will sanction five U.S. military manufacturers in response to their latest round of arms sales to Taiwan. The U.S. approved the sale of $300 million worth of equipment to Taiwan last month. That's to help maintain the island's tactical information systems. U.S. arms sales to Taiwan are a frequent source of tension between Washington and the Chinese Communist Party. China views democratically governed Taiwan as its territory, a claim that Taiwan's government rejects. The sanctions come ahead of Taiwan's presidential and parliamentary elections this weekend. Another blow for China's most indebted property developer, Evergrande. Police detained a top executive of its electric vehicle arm. Authorities did not elaborate the crimes. Shares of the developer's EV arm tanked over 20% Monday. Evergrande's chairman has been under criminal investigation since last September. This company's fate has many worry about China's property debt crisis and its overall economy. Evergrande was once China's top-selling developer but is now the world's most indebted property company. It has more than $300 billion in liabilities. It's in the middle of selling off assets to restructure its debt. It filed for bankruptcy protection in a U.S. court last year. Real estate accounts for about a quarter of China's GDP, but it's been weakened by plunging home sales and defaulting Chinese developers. The crisis has spilled over into the financial sector, with a major Chinese wealth manager applying for bankruptcy last week. In the wake of Beijing's ongoing financial sector clampdown, the Chinese Communist Party expelled an influential tycoon from the body two days ago. The pink slip went to the ex-chairman and the party chief of Everbright Group, which is China's state-owned financial giant. Has Beijing discovered a spy in its ranks? The Chinese regime saying Monday that a foreign consultant is spying for the UK. The person surnamed Huang is accused of working with Britain's top intelligence service, MI6. The agency withheld Huang's full personal details and did not identify his employer. The news comes alongside China's ongoing clampdown on foreign consulting companies. China revised its anti-espionage law last year. The act gives Chinese authorities greater power to raid foreign businesses or make arrests without having to go through the legal process. In June, the U.S. warned its citizens to reconsider traveling to China due to the risk of wrongful detentions. Apple hitting a roadblock in China, the tech giant's third largest market. iPhone sales there dropped 30% in the first week of the year. That's despite Apple slashing the price of its latest models. Let's zoom in. Analysts noted that sales dropped mainly because of growing competition from domestic brands such as Huawei. Huawei is Beijing's national champion. It launched a new phone series last year after getting hit hard by Washington's chip sanctions. Over 20% of Apple's revenue comes from China, 
though the tech giant has been trying to diversify its supply chains. iPhone also has been using fewer components made in China. For iPhone 12, Chinese-made components accounted for over 4%. Fast forward to iPhone 15, that number saw a 40% drop. One of Apple's major suppliers, Foxconn, kicked off production in India last year. Foxconn said it would pour $1.5 billion into India to meet its operational needs. An Indian minister said Apple could double or triple investments in India over the next few years. Meanwhile, analysts predict Apple's shipment volumes in China will continue to decline, while Huawei would gain more market share. A Ukrainian prosecutor says Russia attacked Ukraine with missiles provided by North Korea and that the evidence lies in the fragments of those warheads. The missile examined was used in a Russia attack last Tuesday. Most likely, this missile was either supplied by North Korea or was produced only recently using blueprints and technologies supplied by Russia to third countries or to North Korea. It's the first time Ukraine has accused North Korea of supplying weapons to Russia since Moscow launched its invasion. North Korea has been banned from trading weapons with other countries since 2006 under a United Nations embargo. North Korea is China's only official ally. A treaty requires China to provide North Korea with military assistance in times of war. Beijing has been aiding Pyongyang with military assistance and financial support. U.S. chip giant NVIDIA will soon roll out groundbreaking AI chips for China. The company looking to kick off mass production in the second quarter of 2024. Here's the inside scoop on how the giant is navigating U.S. export rules. And next, we would like to take a moment to share some of your thoughts on our show last time. One viewer commented on our report about Tesla recalling over 1.5 million model S. 3X and Y electric vehicles in China to fix automatic steering and door latch issues. Tesla cars receive software updates on a regular basis, including major over-the-air updates about once a month, and other smaller updates more frequently. The recent recall will get the same kind of over-the-air fix, meaning most owners of the recalled vehicles won't have to get their cars serviced. Don't forget to tell us what you think of today's show. Thanks for watching. Coming up, a surge of Chinese balloons floating through Taiwanese skies. The island's ministry saying sightings have jumped in recent days as Taiwan prepares to choose a new president. And once bustling street in China's technology hub Shenzhen is now packed with homeless people, that's forcing them, what's forcing them to sleep in the streets? And what does it say about the nation's economy? More on that after the break here on China In Focus. Welcome back to China In Focus. I'm Don Mai in for Tiffany Meyer. Taiwanese voters will select the island's new president in less than a week. In that lead-up, more balloons from China have been spotted over the island. Based on data from Taiwan's defense ministry, balloons have floated by or over the island occasionally over the past month. But that frequency has jumped, with multiples spotted per day as of last week. 
Several of them approached an airbase, though the ministry didn't see how close they got. One thing they have in common, experts say the balloons don't pose an immediate military threat. Instead, their purpose may be as a pre-election warning, telling Taiwanese voters that Beijing is watching. The Chinese Communist Party claims the island as its own, despite never having ruled it. It's also been accused of trying to sway the vote to help candidates see as more favorable. And according to Taiwan's foreign minister, a new report will soon detail just that. Noting Friday that after the vote is tallied, the island will release analysis on China's alleged election interference attempts. Coming up on January 13th, the self-governing island is slated to elect a new president. The three-way election race boils down to one central theme, how to deal with its communist neighbor, China. Leading the race is Taiwan's current vice president, Lai Ching-de. He represents the ruling Democratic Progressive Party. Throughout his career, Lai has been known for his staunch defense of the island's sovereignty despite repeated pressure from China. The next candidate in line is Hou Yi, mayor of New Taipei City and a former police chief. He opposes Taiwan's independence and has avoided speaking out about China. Trailing behind him is Ke Wenzhe, the former mayor of Taipei. He recently told AP News that he believes China remains a problem, and that problem needs to be taken care of without sparking conflicts. Next, we dive deep into the significance of Taiwan's presidential election. Here to discuss it with us is retired Colonel John Mills, a senior fellow at the Center for Security Policy and author of The Nation Will Follow. It does seem in a way there could be two messages, right? One for within China as the reunification, as they call it, has been part of the Communist Party's goal. On the other hand, maybe a softer approach when it comes to Taiwan to hopefully get one of the, from China's perspective, get a more pro-Beijing one in office. Now, when it comes to the CCP interference, whether it's hard or soft, what is the ultimate goal here? Uh, you know, if the DPP was not successful in re-election, uh, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to. We're going to have to really reassess and see uh, the Taiwanese stand. Uh, I just. I, I. can't believe after the experience of Hong Kong that even the KMT or the TPP would really seriously want closer relationships. But um, this. This. Uh, all eyes should be watching what's going on in Taiwan because it'll also reflect on how China will attempt to influence the American election in November of twenty four. And what should the U.S. and Western countries look out for as this election unfolds in Taiwan? Well, in America, we have our own issues with election integrity, not even considering the Chinese. And we have questionable, the questionable role of Department of Homeland Security, CISA, Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, which is also the subject of two federal lawsuits, the Missouri-Louisiana case, and also the Texas uh, Attorney General case, both in the Supreme Court. So taking politics out of, out of it, if DHS CISA was being run properly, I think they'd want to watch this very closely to look at the indicators of how China attempts to influence through social media and get into networks to, I had a very good relationship and we really elevated the game on trust and sharing between Taiwan and America when I was in that incumbent in those, in that position. I hope it has only gotten better since my departure. 
An update on China's economy. In the technology metropolis of Shenzhen, homelessness is reportedly running rampant in some parts of the city. Is this a telltale sign of economic decline? NTD's Sam Wang has more. Footage shared online reveals a rare and shocking scene. In China's southeastern metropolis of Shenzhen, in once bustling street is now packed with homeless people. According to an ex post by CEO Briefing, it wasn't drugs or alcohol that forced these people onto the streets. Quite the opposite, they're mostly full time workers who are suffering from financial trouble. NTD spoke with an unemployed city resident. To protect his identity, we distorted his voice. I can't find a job. This year is already the fifth year in a row. This so-called flexible employment, or self-employment, is just another term for waiting to die. Shenzhen was once considered the birthplace of China's economic reform. It's also the regime's leading exporter. Located just north of Hong Kong, the coastal city is home to some of China's cutting-edge technology, finance firms, real estate, and manufacturing. Notably, much of Shenzhen's economic development relied heavily on Hong Kong. But now, as Chinese manufacturers work to gain a foothold abroad, Shenzhen is having a hard time coping with a record local unemployment rate. Compounding that blow to the city is an unprecedented population decline and a real estate crisis. In response to the rampant homelessness, some internet users commented, Shenzhen is only a reflection of China's so-called economic reform, and its failure today will forecast the inevitable downfall of the regime tomorrow. Sam Wang, NTD News. That's all for today's China in Focus. I'm Don Ma. If you have any feedback on the show or have something you would like to see us cover, send us an email at chinainfocus at ntd.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for watching. See you soon.